So, um, how does it feel sitting over there in that seat? It's really weird. I don't like the microphone. I mean, I think it's one of those things you might have to tell Halika that you were having her experience sitting in that chair. <laughs> just just chilling out, you know, <laughs> doing this uh, doing this whole podcast biz, this whole entire recording sitch. So, hello everyone. I am uh, Gavin Pottle. I'm going to be the producer for the show and uh, one of the hosts. This is uh, Ballads of the Vistani. This is uh, this is going to be a D and D podcast. Uh, we're going to actually re- be recording sessions later on, but for right now, I think it's a good idea to kind of meet the players, kind of do a little interview, get to know who they are, who their characters are, and uh, yeah, hope you all enjoy. Hi. So, today, we are going to be starting off with uh, Victoria. Hi. Another another hello, I see. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is, this is going to be more for the audience because for the most part, I, I do know your origins with D and D and like really? tabletop simulators. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really. Um, but you know, for the audience's sake, do you wanna do you wanna give a quick idea why I know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't know a lick of D and D until like maybe three years ago when this strange man sitting across from me brought it up and he Hello. was so stupidly passionate about it and I said "Mm, that sounds stupid (laughs) and then I was convinced about six months ago to take part in a campaign and I did and it was fun and now you're going to be on the D&D podcast so I think it it really kind of uh, uh, gives an example of your your spot right now what what space you're in (laughs) with D&D and uh (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'm uh i'm gonna be super glad when we're actually able to like get sessions going and recording oh, yeah. like that's gonna be that's gonna be fucking awesome oh yeah um so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i <laughs> me being your dm i kind of like i have an idea of like who your character is but uh and all the shit they get up to <laughs> punk but i do think it's important just like do you, for the most part, remember who your first character is? So my first character was an elf. Uh, she's magic. Okay, also a little disclaimer here. Um, the the first campaign that uh, they've ever played in was pretty homebrew. I, uh, I'm pretty loose with the rules when it comes to it. Like, if a, if a player wants to do something... You know, I I'm for the most part going to let them do it if they give a good enough reason. Uh, and if I'm, you were a paladin, right? Yes, yeah, paladin yeah. with a thief background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you want to do you want to say who your your patron is? Who 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 you were a paladin for? Jack Frost, baby. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and then, you know, it's one of those things, like, I'll, I'll allow that shit, like, mm-hmm. you know, if you wanted to go for it. Um, with us doing 
our upcoming campaign i'm gonna be a little bit more like hey let's try and be in universe but yeah, yeah. sure 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 yeah, so uh, give us the rundown. Who is this uh, Who is this paladin with a thief background that is devoted to Jack Frost? Oh, God. Let's see. What do they say about this person? Well, their name is Vina. I don't remember what I wrote about this person. Oh, oh, we wrote something long. We wrote something very long. Okay, so Vina never had a mother but their father was constantly having women come home uh you know like a fucking whore <laughs> um so vina didn't care all that much about her parentage or any of that her dad was a rich asshole who surrounded himself with equally rich assholes um she is the fifth out of 68 children. <laughs> Fuck, dad got around. Holy shit. Yeah, dad got around. Dad is the is the D&D equivalent of fucking Zeus. What the fuck? <laughs> also disclaimer, this is going to be an 18 plus podcast. This this is going to be explicit. <laughs> I, I I didn't uh, you know, I I'll I'll do the disclaimer at the beginning of episodes from now on, but like <laughs> it, oh, so, naturally, she spent time looking after her younger siblings, and uh, when the oldest left to marry someone who was not rich, the rest of the family was like, ooh, that sounds like a good idea. Um, then the father was like, uh, ungrateful children, hit one of the girls. Um, let's see. Yeah, the father became an abusive bitch. Vina had to put up with it. Then he became an alcoholic. And then Vina met a contact and was like, mm, thievery? Sounds good. That sounds like a good way to make money. So that's what she does to take care of her many, many siblings. Because her father's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's one of those things, so like... It, <laughs> My, my little bit, bits of comments. Um, it's it's interesting to see kind of like that background, especially with your character not being like the classic rogue and deciding to be a paladin. Like, I know that's uh, that's partly because like, you know, you're you're thrown into the deep end and I was just like, yeah, just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it was su it's super interesting to see that this character and their like background dynamic don't exactly fit into what their class is and uh you know from there you have to kind of decide why are they a paladin what is their devotion yeah i remember bullshitting that so hard you were like yeah they need a reason to be devoted to jack frost i'm like mm, snow spirit winter something or another what did i write down uh like a fucking rabbit and i quote <laughs> <laughs> her father stayed indoors for most of the winter and so he was extra abusive during that time so she didn't spend a lot of time uh indoors so she went out a lot and then saw a snow spirit she's like fuck yeah i'm totally inspired totally inspired <laughs> uh yeah no 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 and like <laughs> it's also just interesting because like 
you know, a lot of people kind of, uh, you know, like D&D characters, there's a lot of inspiration pulled mm. from, like, other forms of media. Especially, oh, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot of, like, TikTok trends where it's, like, trying to make a character and, like, get as far as you can before your DM, like, starts to recognize. Wait, hold the fuck up. Is this so-and-so? <laughs> Like uh, uh, I don't know. I've seen I've seen a couple of like accounts on TikTok, uh, and you know they'll spread out to like Instagram and stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where uh, they'll do that, and it's it's always so interesting to see. Or you know the the channels and accounts that are more explicit about it, just like oh, you want to play this character? This is kind of what their stats. This is what their abilities would look like in D and D. So, on the topic of stats, I mean, your first character, uh, Vina, what were, how did you distribute them? How did you build this paladin? So, for decks, they got a 16. My next highest is a constitution at 14. Then a 13 charisma, 12 strength, 11 intelligence, 10 wisdom. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's it's one of those things that I feel like a lot of people who do paladin, they kind of, instead of dex, they look more into strength. But I think the the constitution was definitely a solid choice. Like, you know, you always want your essentially your tank to have a bit more HP. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, no, I think that's a. Uh, I don't know. I mean, people are could probably comment just like, what? That's very unoptimized, and it's like, it's your first character. And also my DM approved it. Yeah, well, you know, you you get the consequences you roll, so. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, sometimes a part of the fun is the struggle. What a generous man. Oh, no, no, no. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. As a DM, as a DM. You want your new players to suffer and not understand what's going on? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Okay, but there's, there's nothing better than that realization of, like, Oh shit! <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, if you would have asked, yeah, like, anything, yeah, yeah. like, I'm there. There's plenty of people at the table that would give an answer, and like, I'm not gonna stop them. Like, I would chime in and try to help as much as I can too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, sure. no. It's definitely one of those things. I think it's you learn a lot more about like a game system if you try to actively search it out yourself, and that. Even if that means you ask for someone's help, I think that's better than someone just shoving it right in your face, being like, yo, okay, this is everything you need to know, and, like, not not uh, like uh, internalizing it at all. Yeah, that's fair enough. But, yeah. I, uh... Me, personally, fuck, it's, it's been a hot minute since, like, I've, I've gotten to do anything D&D-wise, so I'm, I'm going to have to be reviewing, like, the books and so on and so forth before mm-hmm. we start the, the sessions. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'll be looking at, uh, you know, the DM's uh, book, the Player's Handbook, and then also the Bard's Tinder. Okay. No comment on that last bit? Why would I comment on your stupid jokes? God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, fine. Fuck you. It's the monster manual. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Couldn't let me have it. Fuck. 
<laughs> okay, okay. Um, so yeah, I, I guess like, um, is there anything else that you want to kind of like say about Venna? She kind of sucked. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, from that first session, I remember you then hopping on the app and trying to make like way like more, oh yeah more characters oh my besides god Vena. you got you got after hella my first invested after the first session the first session you were just like let me throw uh, this character yeah, yeah, around yeah. and then you played it was like what immediately the fuck? after my first session i was doing research on demons and devils and the relationship they had with each other and the history of dnd motherfucker you bought six sets of dice as well yeah that also happened <laughs> i mean they were relatively cheap like what 10 bucks i think it was less than that for all six like seven something like that uh, fuck yeah i mean you can get dice relatively cheap yeah it was super cheap yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're so pretty yeah they're, yeah they're pretty nice i need to pick a set to use for this campaign yeah you do yeah you do i mean it's one of those things i wouldn't be surprised okay so this is going off on a little tangent but, like, the way players, like, use dice, there's that whole entire stigmatism of, like, unlucky dice. They go into dice jail if they're not rolling well. Oh, my goodness. So, like, you know, you have options. I wonder if, like, you'll kind of, like, develop that mentality over time. It's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, you're going into dice jail. <laughs> I'll just toss it. <laughs> I thought someone said that they just got a new set of dice for this campaign. Oh, uh, I really want to say Ellie did. Well, you know, they'll be interviewed next. So like, yeah, we'll, we'll, that's we'll, true. We'll get to uh, ask that question. Stay tuned for Ellie's interview. Yeah. It'll be a different episode. We're not going to do like a part two of, of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that just feels like a little bit of a pain in the ass. Come back next time for Ellie's episode. Yeah. I mean, these will all be uploaded at the same time. Like it's one of those things. Like I want there to be kind of like a a uh, archive of episodes that people can like just straight up listen to once the campaign starts and they're like, "Huh, I wonder what's going on." Oh, there's only one episode. Well, I mean, there's not much I can interact with after that. Click the next button for Ellie's interview. <laughs> haven't even recorded yet <laughs> don't even know if ellie's uh, up next uh, on the list who knows if you're even gonna be the first one uh <laughs> that shows up yeah <laughs> you probably will <laughs> damn you <laughs> um but yeah no um so here's here's a little bit more of information. I'll uh, I'll clarify this at the beginning of like the next episode. Um, I feel bad not saying it earlier. I might <laughs> may do a little editing magic. Edit 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 edit. <gasps> I'll do some edit edit. Um, we're gonna be playing Curse of Strahd. I'm surprised you didn't say that earlier. Yeah, I know. I was <laughs> it, it blanked. It blanked. I was like, oh, oh, this is a mistake. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no um so do you want to do you want to chat about your character for chris strad yeah yeah i know you've been waiting for this you're you're way more excited for this character 
It's because this character is so much better. Yeah, well, you know what the fuck you're doing now. <laughs> I, I kind of know. Kind what. of know. Guys, what you're this doing. is my second campaign. Help me. <laughs> um, no, I'm super excited because this character is a lot more integrated into the story. Like, it feels more relevant. Yeah, it is. Um, which is something that I like as a creative person, but you know. So. My character for this campaign is Gray. He is a variant human rogue. Um, so his backstory is that he was taken prisoner by the Bastani and was made a slave by them. And something that they did to him erased all of his memories from before he was captured by them. Uh, also, Gray is not his name. That is the name that they gave him because it's not a name, it's a word. Um, he also has a brand of the Vasani symbol on his on the back of his hand. So he's probably going to end up wearing gloves if he can help it. Uh, let's see. I have a little note that says escaped slaves are rebranded on the cheek. Oh. Uh, he also met a child in the time uh, in his time as a slave. Is it still the same child? Yes. I have their name written down. Okay. Esmeralda Davenier. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm gonna do as well as like a pronunciation when I when I go for it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, you know, he liked her, and so she is part of his motivation as a character to try and meet with her again, or, I don't know, save her if she needs saving. I don't know much about her yet, because my DM will not tell me anything about her. You know, um, since we're getting closer and closer, I'll, I will start to give you a bit more information that is okay. relevant to the character, but okay. for a while there, um... Yeah, we were we were kind of uh, struggling to get some schedule scheduling. That's in. fair enough. Uh, and you know, from people that just heard that description of Gray, you can kind of tell I am taking I'm taking some liberties with uh, the Curse of Strahd module. It's one of those things I really love the setting and I love the story, but I am going to play around with the setting with the characters. And kind of change uh, the NPCs' motivations, their backgrounds, and so on and so forth. And I hope uh, I hope everyone who has played Curse of Strahd has a reason to listen to this podcast because of its variations, because of its differences. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Oh, and for whatever reason, I decided that Gray is nearsighted, but during his stay with the Vistani, they broke his glasses. So, he has a vision impairment. What I'm hearing is disadvantage. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> I thought it was super interesting for his character, but also I feel like it's going to fuck me over. I mean, so it's one of those things, like, depending on, like, what table you're playing at, mm. there's plenty of different, like, status effects that characters can, uh, like, endure, mm-hmm. that they can experience. And 
I'm pretty sure like blindness is one of them. I mm. mean, it's one of those things that I'm going to have to kind of like look at the conditions in mm. the in the book, but um yeah, I mean like your character will definitely have somewhat of an effect yeah. for his their nearsightedness. I mean, uh so I've played Tomb of Annihilation with a group. Mm. I've told you about this. Mm -hmm. But uh one of our players uh <laughs> their character was missing an eye. Oh, damn. Uh, they had a bunch of scars and shit. So, yeah, I mean, it was one of those things that they experienced in, like, in that game, uh, mm -hmm. having to, like, roll disadvantage. Or, like, they had effects from it. Mm -hmm. We had another character that lost an arm. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. <laughs> um... But yeah, I guess, uh, what are your expectations for Curse of Strahd? Um, well, let's see. There's the fact that in the Discord, all of our names are followed by Alive. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I'm just trying to, uh, prepare you guys. Also, we've been given the advice to... Always leave someone on watch at night. Oh, oh, yep, yep. That's definitely true. That's definitely true. Particularly because one of our players oh, is... Oh, no, 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 no. Let's keep no? this part a secret. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Okay. This this needs to be something that, like, I mean, many of you will probably realize when the time comes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, but for now, for now, let's just keep this a little secret. Keep that terror close to your heart. Keep the terror close to your heart. That's that's a good fucking. We're we're quoting that. <laughs> <laughs> what other expectations do I have? I'm kind of like, I know the other players are like kind of scared by this alive dead thing, but I'm like so intrigued by it. Like I'm I'm definitely intrigued by the role play aspect of it and the idea of my character fluctuating between alive and dead just gives me so much trauma to play with yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I completely understand that i mean it's one of those things like i it, i mean somewhat it is a bit of me as a dm being a bit of a, a sadist mm. like i'm definitely <laughs> i'm definitely not being the kindest dm and um <laughs> i still hope you guys will enjoy this campaign like this is you know uh, but, like, I think it is interesting to kind of, like, play around with life and death, especially with Curse of Strahd and, like, mm -hmm. the themes of, like, gothic horror, vampire, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. And, um, yeah, I mean, this is a realm where I kind of believe, like, death isn't the end of it, so. Mm. Yeah, I'm so interested in how this experience is going to change who Grey is, because at the moment... All that he knows about himself is that he was a slave and he hates his slavers. So he has a lot of pent up aggression. He's a very angry person. He doesn't trust people very easily. And I want to see how that changes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see like how all of your characters change throughout the 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 campaign, like the experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's definitely one of those things. I want to, as a DM, I want to find a decent balance of, like, episodes that will be... <sighs> I want to be able to balance combat and yeah. 
and yeah. role playing. Like, I think it would be super awesome that like on like uh, like episodes that are more like downtime that uh, your characters have the chance to kind of like role play with each other to go and, to a tavern uh, in- interact. <laughs> you start off in a tavern. <laughs> fuck no no but like have your characters interact and see like the relationships form there Mm -hmm. because like you know we have a really wide variety of characters Mm -hmm. and like motivations and like um are you the only human in like is your character the only human yes yeah 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 yeah. so it'll be interesting to kind of see like how the world of barovia Mm-hmm. in like this curse of strahd module like treats your party because it's it's relatively it's it's mostly humans mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know there's there's a lot of aspects that mm-hmm. i'm just i'm curious about and like i see plenty of like uh moments that could be used for like amazing narrative oh yeah like uh points and uh yeah yeah I see myself getting into fights with my parties. With my party. Oh, and like, you know, as long as that stays at the table. Yeah, 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 yeah. Completely, yeah. completely fine. I mean, it's it's one of those things, like, it's interesting to kind of see those those moments of, like, mm-hmm. strife. Oh, yeah. So. I'm, uh, I'm relatively excited for this. <laughs> I'm... I'm relatively excited for Christmas stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for our first session. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, I don't know. I mean, I, what? Again, this is gonna be your second campaign. So one of the questions I wanted to ask is like your experience, but like you don't really have much. Nope, I've participated in exactly two sessions. Yeah, which is. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that, like, this year we're going to be able to get a lot more sessions in oh, for yeah. the sake of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also because, uh, you know, d and just fun. And, uh, yeah. I think that's all I have for this interview. So, uh, yeah, my name is Gavin. I will be the storyteller, the DM, GM, whatever you want to call the role. And, uh, Bitch. hey, hey. Roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> no, and uh Um bye. <laughs> wow. <laughs> didn't even didn't even finish off. Who needs a name? Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. This is Ballads of the Vistani. Bye. <laughs>